0: Dr. Z here. Today I want to talk to you guys about dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine. So, you know, in the past couple of episodes, I've been discussing addictions and and really focused on dopamine in a way uh, how to increase dopamine or how to optimize the levels of dopamine or how to learn about it so you can devise specific strategies to help you stay focused in your goals. So, one of the things that we have been discussing is addictions and how addictions can override our brain's intention to achieve any goals. Uh, just like the experiment that you are well aware of, of the rats that keep pushing a lever to get pleasure activated in their pleasure centers of the brain instead of eating until they die. So these are some of the addictions that can that can happen. And so one of the things that we have been discussing is self-binding. How do you do self-binding? Uh, we talked about the experiments that have occurred with the children uh, with the marshmallow for delayed gratification and we discussed the fact that the kids that chose to wait to get more marshmallows instead of less marshmallows now they had greater markers of success I guess in their futures and so There are videos of these kids that they are putting their heads down. They are, some of them are even petting the marshmallows. So they are doing different things, and and these different things are called self-binding methods that we can use to be able to distract our brains from this immediate gratification, which definitely has value. Uh, because it it can lead to more valuable results. And we talked about sacrificing, and that the word sacrifice doesn't mean just giving up something. It means actually giving up something for something better. And so a lot of times then we talked about dignity and the dignity that can come from being able to achieve that and to realize that we have that inner legislation, that we have that inner legislation. Uh, Kant was, K and T was a, um, a philosopher, a German philosopher that wrote about this and he said that whenever we realize that we have this inner legislation, he called it, this ability to understand that we have the ability to make these rules inside of ourselves and then make choices then that the natural part of ourselves, the lizard brain, in a way, respects the other part of our brain, the more moral part of our brain, or, or, or of ourselves, leading to more integrity and dignity. Dignity is, in a way, self-respect and self-reverence. And so, in a way, it's interesting to, to, to see that sometimes... When we talk about addictions and once people overcome addictions, sometimes pain is involved with it, some sort of pain, you know, shouldering past traumas or shouldering uh, current pain or being able to feel that pain. And actually, interestingly enough, there is people who actually use this embracing pain as a way of being able to overcome addictions, And so... Dr. Anna Lemke, who's a psychiatrist at Stanford University, uh, wrote a book that I've been mentioning in my couple of past past podcasts. Uh, It's called Dopamine Nation. And it's an awesome book. I recommend it. It's great. And and she talks about the story of a guy who was an entrepreneur in Silicon Valley and who had an addiction, many addictions to uh, mainly cocaine. And, you know, initially he thought that he could do it without having any drawbacks in his life, but then his marriage came into a halt. His wife asked him, uh, pretty much gave him an ultimatum and said, if you don't fix this, the marriage is over. And he had no hesitations. He wanted the marriage. He wanted his wife, and so he figured out a way to overcome his addiction. One of the ways that he did it was actually submerging in cold baths said that after the pain of the cold bath, his skin would go numb and then he would feel better for about an hour, and that he would feel great for about an hour and so felt alert and awake, and and, um, and that this, he did this for about three years and it he helped him. So when we look at the history of uh, cold water submersion, uh, it does have a lot of history. So the Greeks used to actually um, recommended a lot, even though they were the ones that created the technology to be able to have hot baths. Most people, uh, most Greeks, uh, or a lot of the Greek uh, philosophers and health advocates were uh, very vocal about water bath submersion and the, the benefits of it. And then, you know, if you fast forward a little bit more into time, there was a German farmer, and his name was Vincent Fritz. Uh, and, you know, for those of you who know German, I'm probably butchering that name, uh, but please forgive my uh, lack of German skills. And he actually really recommended cold baths, and he actually turned his home into a cold bath sanitarium. And he then wrote a book called The Cold Water Cure, Um, interestingly enough. And then, you know, the famous Wim Hof, you know, probably, you probably have heard of Wim Hof. Wim Hof is a Dutch um, person who has become very famous for having the ability to hold prolonged times in, in a cold bath, and, um, and they've done a lot of experiments on him, and, uh, and, and his physiological response after this cold bath is really sort of amazing, um, and he says that, you know, everybody can do it, and then they done studies where, you know, they take 10 people that he's trained to do this thing, and they measure their physiological response through blood samples, And it's amazing, too, to watch this physiological response. Now, if you look at Wim Hof's story, it's, it's really sad and also very uplifting in a way because it allows us to understand how a human being can overcome deep levels of despair. His wife, when he was a young man and had three kids, actually committed suicide. She jumped out of a building and committed suicide. And if you can only imagine the despair that a man would feel in a situation such as that is really almost impossible to grasp. I would say impossible to grasp unless you're in that situation. And he says that the only thing that was able to help him, you know, he lived in Amsterdam at the time, and he didn't really know what to do with all those these Uh, with this despair and the level of sadness that he felt. And, of course, he had to keep going because he had to raise his kids. So what he ended up doing was he ended up submerging himself in the cold water in Amsterdam. And for those moments of pins and needles and extreme amount of pain and discomfort for a second, then everything goes numb, and he would forget his feelings. He would forget everything and have stillness. And so then he started doing this for longer periods of time, and that's where Wim Hof began. And it all came for a, a necessity to be able to deal with emotions, to deal with the levels of despair that he was dealing with with such a tragedy. Now, you know, scientific evidence has kind of caught up caught with this, and there was a study done at Trits University in Prague, where they showed that after an hour of water submersion at about 14 degrees Celsius, which is about 57 degrees Fahrenheit, for about an hour, subjects would have an increased level of norepinephrine and dopamine. Norepinephrine, about 530%. Imagine that, 530% increase in norepinephrine. Norepinephrine, for those of you who don't know, is a uh, neurotransmitter that helps us be alert. And then dopamine for 250%. These levels of these neurotransmitters were elevated past an hour, dopamine for an, about an hour, and norepinephrine for about two hours. And so this explains why that entrepreneur from Silicon Valley was feeling great even after an hour or two hours of this cold water submersion because he was having high levels of dopamine, 250% and norepinephrine, 530%. And other studies across the world have shown that these cold water submersions do increase the levels of this, what we call, monoamine neurotransmitters. These neurotransmitters are the chemicals or the messaging chemicals that help mediate sleep, alertness, wakefulness, happiness, feelings of well-being, motivation. So clearly, clearly, clearly these water submersions and this pain in a way leads to these increased levels of these chemicals which can have greater benefits uh, in many different ways. Now, I know that Wim Hof has created an amazing following. There's people, uh, some people, you know, when you listen to some of the um, their reviews or their experiences, uh, some people have had multiple sclerosis, some people have had many different ailments that have helped them, uh, that, Cold water submergence have helped them a lot. A lot of people that have had anxiety or depression, uh, they do this, and it helps them quite a lot. And understandably so. I mean, the levels of these neurotransmitters having an increase of such a magnitude uh, can definitely start changing the neurochemistry and the wiring of of, uh, a person's brain. So that was the main point of today of how pain can actually be an avenue for renewal and an avenue for increasing the brain and the body's ability to motivate, to achieve, to move forward, to move onwards, um, to thrive. Through difficult times Alright everybody I hope you guys have a phenomenal day A fantastic day I hope if you are having a hard time today A hard hard day uh, I hope that you are able to Feel that pain Shoulder the pain Look inwards And Understand that you will make it through this one way or another, and that you will have men's lessons through these times. All right, guys, until the next one, Dr. here take care.